Jesus in the volume of the book. When we look at the book, we'll find Jesus from Genesis to Revelation. And when we fail to see Jesus through the scriptures, we fail to acknowledge that we accept his salvation. The word of God has spoken of Jesus since the beginning of time. Jesus was there during creation. All that exists came through Jesus Christ. Jesus is the spoken word of God that was made flesh. Not by the will of man, but by God. Some say he's the rock in a weary land. A shelter in the time of a storm. Jesus is the spoken will of God to save mankind. When you study the history of the book, you will find Jesus in the beginning, you will find him in the ending. You will find him speaking of the way of life in the volume of the book. He is Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending. Lord of lords and King of kings. So let's review some key things which the scripture says about Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Amen. Amen. Jesus the rock. <laughs> Here we speak of Jesus being a solid foundation. A rock that cannot be moved. Regardless of who believe him or who don't believe him, he still shall not be moved. For those who look for him, he's a precious stone. Oh, how precious is the name of Jesus. Oh, when you think about what all he has already done for you, you have to declare that Jesus is precious. Amen. He is a jewel in our life that more precious than gold. When you got Jesus, you got everything. He come to your every need. When you're down to your last, he brings something around. Come on, somebody. When you couldn't find a way out, he made a way. Amen. When you thought that you wasn't going to make it, he picked you up and started you all over again. Won't he do that, Donnell? My God, my God. So Jesus is the one, amen, that we need to pay more attention to. It is Jesus is the one that brought you thus far. It is Jesus that kept you however many years old you are. It was Jesus that kept you that long. He kept us when we didn't even know him. Because by his grace, we are saved. <clears throat> Thank you, sweetheart. Mm-hmm, right there. He was the rock when we were thirsty. <laughs> he was bread when we were hungry. Come on, somebody. Psalms 40 and verse 2 says, He brought me up also out of a horrible pit. My God, my God. Look at the pit that our life was in when Jesus found us. We was boxed in in a horrible pit. 
Didn't know how we was going to get out. Really didn't even, not even aware how we got in. Oh, we know that we was trapped. We were trapped by sin in a horrible pit. And that's a horrible pit. It's a slimy pit. Out of the miry clay and set my feet upon a rock. Not some rock, but a rock. And that rock was Jesus Christ. He became your solid foundation. And then he turned around and said, and establish my going. He set your life on a course of salvation. He set your life on a course of being renewed each and every day. Come on, somebody. Ah. And he said, he steadied my steps. Huh? The steps of a good man is ordered by the Lord. Huh? He steadied my steps. And he established my going. Come on, somebody. He gave me a new course. He set me on a new course. He set me on the way of salvation. He directed me in the path of righteousness. Because he established my going. Come on, somebody. No, Jesus is still that rock. It don't make no difference what's going on now. Jesus is still the rock of my salvation. Come on, somebody. He's a keeper. Hallelujah. If you ever want to be kept, I need you to know that Jesus is a keeper. You might go through a few things, but nevertheless, Jesus still is a keeper. Come on, somebody. Somebody didn't get kept this morning. Come on now. Hallelujah. It don't make no difference how much we love a person. If God don't decide to keep them, they can't be kept. Psalm 5 said, for in the time of trouble, mm-mm-mm. He shall hide me in his pavilion. I don't know whether you notice it or not. If you don't notice it, you've been sleeping for a while. We're in times of trouble. We're in times that we don't know from one day to the next what's going on and what's going to happen. Times are uncertain now. Only certain thing that we know that Jesus still lives. And Jesus still saved. And Jesus still healed. And he is a deliverer. And in his the secret, oh my Lord, of his tabernacle shall he. And it's amazing that, 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 that folks don't want to know Jesus, but there's a secret hiding place in him. He will hide you from the things that we are facing in this world today. Jesus got us in the secret place. Come on, somebody. He shall set me up on that go again, up on that rock. Ah, uh, you got to be found on the rock. 
Huh? Come on, somebody. You got to be found up on the solid foundation. You can't be sliding off the rock. You got to be on the rock. Your feet has got to be set steady on the rock. Too many folks are sliding off the rock. Come on, somebody. Uh, this ain't no time to be sliding. Huh? Uh, if you done slid off the rocks, it's time for you to put some grips on your hands and clam back up on the rock. Because guess what? Your life depends on it. Your health depends on it. Your tomorrow depends on it. Come on, somebody. We don't know what tomorrow is, but we know whose hands the tomorrow is in. Come on, somebody. 1 Corinthians 10 and 4 said, And all did drink of the spiritual drink, for they drank of the spiritual rock, and that followed them, and that rock was Christ. So that tell me that Christ was in the wilderness. Come on, somebody. He was in the weary land. <laughs> he was in the land that they had no substance, but he was their substance. It's time to make Jesus your substance. It's time to make him your substance in the morning. It's time to make him your substance at noonday. It is time for you to make him your substance when you lay down to sleep. It's got to be Jesus and more Jesus now than you had the day before. Amen. Can you imagine that they was in a wilderness where no food was available and no water was available, but this rock followed them and gave them just what they needed at the time that they needed it. Isn't it amazing that Jesus still gives us just what we need at the time that we need it? Come on, somebody. Amen. Sometimes we want him to give us more than uh, 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 what he's willing to give us at the time that he give it to us. But he always give us what we need at the time that we need it. Because he's that rock. You know, the, the fact of the matter is, when you're speaking of a solid rock, when you're speaking of the rock, a rock don't fail. This rock don't crumble. This rock don't break up every time something go wrong. This rock don't break up behind every situation. He stands strong and he called for our people to stand strong. Amen. In the book of Psalms it says, the Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer. My God. You know what I like about that scripture where it's saying, it keeps saying, my. <laughs> David said, if he's not yours, that's your business. But he's my deliverer. He's my fortress. Come on, somebody. He is my God. My strength. In whom I will trust. If you don't want to trust him, that's your business. But I'm putting all my trust in Jesus. This is one time that I'm putting all of my eggs in one basket. Because this is a sure basket. 
This is a sure basket and a sure keeper. Come on, somebody. Because I put my trust in him. I put my trust in him. I rely on him. He keeps showing up. He keeps showing out. I trust him. Hallelujah. I trust him with my life. Come on, somebody. He done pull you out of some hole that you thought you weren't going to never get out. You thought you didn't know how to get out. Good God Almighty. He kept us when we was unkeepable of our own strength. He stepped in and kept us. He's my buckler. Huh? He holds me together. Huh? Come on, somebody. When you feel like falling apart, he holds you together. Come on now. And the horn of my salvation. My high tower. Good God Almighty. Huh? Take me to the one that is higher than I. Take me to my high tower. Hallelujah. See, we done took him, we done took salvation too long for granted. And now we's at a point that uh, that that we gotta look at salvation from another view. We gotta look at salvation that it is from day to day. We gotta look at salvation like you gotta look at it as the food that you put in your mouth. You gotta look at salvation that it is very much needed in my life if I am to survive. Amen. Jesus is God. Too many folks are still battling with that. Come on, somebody. I know they're still battling with it because they can't even come to the conclusion of what nationality he is. We're battling with skin color and we're still trying to battle with the fact that he's God. Come on now. I don't care what color he is as long as he saved me. Come on, somebody. If you still battling with skin color, guess what? You still got some prejudice wrapped up in you. Come on, somebody. Uh, we speak of Jesus being that solid rock. Some said Jesus was just a man. Or maybe a great teacher. And guess what? That he was. Up on the face of the earth. Come on somebody. If you couldn't take. Or grasp the teaching of Jesus Christ. Lord have mercy. I don't know what it's going to take. To input wisdom and knowledge and understanding in you. Because as first lady just told you. He was the master teacher. He was such a master teacher that the teachers went to him by night. <laughs> Nicodemus, the scholar, went to him by night. Huh? And said, Rabbi, we know you are a teacher from God. <laughs> and we still battling with over the scriptures as to who he really is. 
want some matter. So we find that that some said he was just a carpenter's son. He was a carpenter's son in disguise. <laughs> You you remember the di- the time that you used to disguise yourself? Give you a prime example. You used to disguise yourself when you put on your clothes. You put on your clothes to appear to be one person, but on the inside you somebody else. Come on, somebody. He rolled himself as the carpenter's son, but on the inside he was God. <laughs> And he left a lasting impression on anybody that he talked to, even if it was his enemies. Come on, somebody. So, the Bible said Jesus is unique. He is both his person and his purpose. He wasn't just some spiritual individual during the time on earth. He was both God's son and God himself. God wrapped up in human flesh. Come on, somebody. So if you're having a problem grasping it, you're going to have a problem of receiving the revelation as to who Jesus really is. You will have a problem with Jesus opening up the understanding of your mind because you refuse to accept him as who he is. Amen. Amen. Jesus Christ possesses divine names that can only be used of God, such as Yahweh, commonly known in the Hebrew language as God, yeah. Yahweh basically is a is a shortened form of I am who I am, yeah. and you would notice that in the scriptures during the, the the volume of the book, Jesus used I am quite often. Yeah. Let's take a brief look at a few of many passages that clearly consistently answer that question. Straight from the book. Ah, Jesus is the Greek form of the Hebrew name, Yahshua. Meaning, Savior or God is salvation. Isaiah 9 and 6 says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor. The mighty, did y'all hear that? The mighty God? Not a God, but the mighty God. The means that he is it. Come on, somebody. This is it. When you see Jesus, this is it. And listen at this one. The everlasting father. Now, how 
many passages of scriptures do we need to get the understanding of the prophecy? Isaiah prophesied who Jesus was. And it's amazing that, 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 that God sends us this information straight from glory and give it to us to pass on. And we pass it on, but nine out of ten folks rejects it. Only a few grasp it. Is that the reason why he said only a few will be saved? Because it's only a few that want to grasp what, who Jesus really is. So, he is the everlasting. Everlasting means there's no ending. Come on, somebody. Nobody know the beginning of him, and now nobody know the ending of him. He is the everlasting father. And the father, if you don't know it, the father is the head. He's the head of the family. Come on, somebody. God is the head of the family. Universal. Come on, somebody. Don't make no difference if you in Africa, Jamaica, America. Come on now. Come on now. France, Paris, it don't make no difference where you are. God's still the head. Huh? You, you, you can call up as many gods as you want to, but at the end you're going to find out that God still is the head. Because he's going to take all your other gods and he's going to turn them upside down. Come on, somebody. Ah. I had a <laughs> I had a conversation with a friend, and we were talking the scriptures. And, it, and it, when, when we was talking, it dawned on me about the time that Jesus went up on the mountain of transfiguration. Yeah. And, and, and when they went up there, I believe it was Peter, he saw three that were standing there. Uh-huh. He saw Elijah, uh-huh. he saw Moses, and he saw Jesus. Uh-huh. He got excited. That was something to be excited about. He saw three men, ex- extreme powerful men of God. And he got all excited and he told the rest of them, let's build three temples. Let's build three tabernacles. One for Moses, one for Elijah, and one for Jesus. And then the cloud came. We know the cloud is the anointing. <laughs> the anointing of God came and it covered everything that they saw nobody. And when the anointing lifted up, they saw Jesus only. And God spoke and said, This is my son. Hear ye him, not hear you them. Come on, somebody. God made it plain who was in charge. He was the man of salvation. He was your deliverer. So you got to hear ye him. Come on, somebody. You got to hear the Prince of Peace. 
came to save you. Come on now. And Jesus only. Amen. Don't let nobody steal that from you. Huh? They, 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 called, they got to the point now in this world, they calling up all kind of gods now. Folks are calling up all kind of religions now. They're trying to pull you out of the hands of Jesus. Like I told you, the rock is solid. You can slide off the rock if you want to. Come on, somebody. Ain't no fence around it. You just got, your feet has got to be standing uh, firm. He ain't got you, he ain't got you fenced into where you in jail. If you want to slide off the rock, he'll let you slide off. Many already have. Amen. This is a free choice. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Amen. Amen. Matthew chapter 1 verses 20 and 21 says, Angel of the Lord spoke to Joseph, yes. thy son of David. Fear not to take unto thee Mary, thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is the Holy Ghost. And she shall bring forth the son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from good God Almighty. He going to save you from your sins and you can't believe him? Come on, somebody. Our sins was many. <laughs> we were still down in the horrible pit because of our sins. Come on, somebody. Couldn't see our way out. We was in a very dark place. And he came to bring us out of our dark place. Yeah. Come on, somebody. So the focus point here is the Holy Ghost impregnating Mary with a holy child. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't say just any child. It's the holy child. Come on, somebody. The holy child that came straight from glory. Come on, somebody. Amen. This was not a sexual act. Come on, somebody. Uh, this was a creative act that was done by God himself. Come on, somebody. Uh, people yet don't understand this was nothing concerning sexuality. This was concerning the supernatural act of God to save mankind. You know what he said? I had to make myself a body that I would be lookable unto you that I can save you and direct you the way to get the glory because I had to make myself lookable because you couldn't look on me and live. Come on, somebody. And he gave them a name. Mary didn't choose this name. Joseph didn't choose this name. The Holy Ghost told him, said, and you shall name him Jesus. For he shall save his people from their sin. 
Do you want to be saved this morning? Come on, somebody. Do you want to have a personal relationship with the God that you serve? Come on now. You got to have a relationship with God to the point that God don't mind talking to you. Huh? He don't mind sitting down and talking with you and you talking with him. Isaiah used the phrase that when he prophesied, let us come together. <laughs> let us reason together. <laughs> don't you wrong. But I'm still going to talk to you. <laughs> Your sins might be as scarlet. But if you listen to me, they're going to become white as snow. Come on, somebody. But you got to come to the table and re let us reason together. So you got to build a special relationship with your God. You got to want a relationship with God. We put more emphasis on relationship with people than we do with the relationship with God. People can't say they sell. Come on, somebody. But we put more value on it that we put on the relationship with the Savior. Amen. Amen. Philippians 2 and 6 says, Who being in the form of God, yeah. thought it not robbery, yeah. thought it not robbery me, taking property unlawful from a person by force. Yeah. Uh, he thought it not robbery because he didn't have to take what already was his. Come on, somebody. So it wasn't robbery. Come on, somebody. It robbery didn't even enter the picture, but he knew that the psyche of the people would think that this was trying to rob God of his glory. Oh, y'all didn't hear me. So therefore, he said, to be equal. I thought it not robbery to be equal with God. To be equal with God. Come on now. You know what? God in heaven and God on earth. Come on now. Only body that can be God in two places. So here he is saying he existed as God from all eternity. He gave us an outward form for our vision and appearance to see God. He made God come vision to the human eye. Otherwise, no man could look on God and live. If you review the Old Testament, Moses said, Lord, just let me see. I just want to see you, God. I talked to you. I heard you. But I want to see you. God said, Moses, you can't see me and live. He said, but by your request, I'm paraphrasing. By your request, I'm going to hide you in the cliff of a rock. And when I pass by you, I'm going to put my hand over you. Lord, have mercy. God got to put his hand over him. I'm going to put my hand over you that you may see my backside. And when God passed by Moses and put his hands over Moses and Moses viewed God's backside, Moses was never the same again. The anointing and the illumination of God changed his whole appearance. 
to the point that he had to put a veil over his face. Come on, somebody. Because then the people couldn't look up on him. Because he had a residue of God all over him. You better let God put a residue on you. You better let the residue of God rest on your life. Come on, somebody. But start telling yourself, for God I live and for God I die. Come on now. Amen. Got a reminder of Job. Job said, a man that is born of a woman is of a few days and full of trouble. We're in trouble time. Then Job went on to say, if a man die, shall he live again? All of my appointed time, I'm going to wait till my change come. You better wait on your change. <laughs> Say, God, I'm looking for my change. See, if you ain't looking for Jesus Christ, you ain't looking for the change. Come on, somebody. If you ain't got Jesus Christ in your focus, you ain't looking for the change. Come on, somebody. You ain't looking for that twinkling of the eye. Huh? You ain't looking for the sound of that trumpet. Come on, somebody. We're at a time now, it's, start, it's time to start listening. <laughs> we don't know what's going on tomorrow or the day after tomorrow. So guess what? The best thing for the church to start doing is to start listening. You got to start listening for the trumpet. Huh? Amen. The trump shall sound. And the dead in who? The dead in Christ shall rise. The dead, it said the dead in Christ shall rise. Amen. And those that remain, that are alive and remain, shall be caught up with him in the air. You better be listening. Come on now. We don't know when the trump going to sound. But the way things going now, it could sound at any time. Huh? So the best thing I can tell the saints of God, get your house in order. Because you surely going to die. Come on now. It is appointed to man to die. And then the judgment. So we didn't come here to stay. Amen. You, you, you came here to prepare yourself to leave. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. So, John chapter 1, verses 1 and 2 says, In the beginning, before time started. Huh? Before time started as we know time. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God there that word is again with amen the word was with God and the word was God my God it was with God and it was God in other words so therefore they was inseparable come on now they was one and the same 
God had no power struggle with himself. We are the ones that has the power struggle of knowing who God is. But God didn't have no power struggle in knowing who he is. He was confident in whom he is. Amen. Because they were one in the same. We are the one that tried to split them up. <laughs> we are the ones that, that, that misread the scriptures or misread the volume and try to make three gods in heaven. Last I read, it was one throne. How in the world three gods going to share one throne? I don't know. Sound like that's going to be a struggle. And ain't no struggles in heaven. Heaven is settled. You got to let heaven be settled in you. Come on, somebody. So, the same was in the beginning with God. There that will feels again. All things were made by him. And without him was not anything made that was made. He was the author of creation. Jesus was the spoken word of God and it went out of God's mouth and it began to do what God had commanded the word to do. Lord, have mercy. you know that word still works. The word still got the power. It's got the power to create. Come on, somebody. It's got the power to renew. It's got the power to deliver. It's got the power to heal. If, it, if the word was powerful enough to do creation, it's powerful enough to do whatever it is that you need done. Come on, somebody. It is power. <laughs> it is sharper than any two-edged sword. Lord, have mercy. That's powerful, James. Amen. All we got to do is let the word work. If we get to the point, if we ever get to the point that we allow the word to work on us, Lord, have mercy. You will be amazed at the things that God would do in your life and amazing other things that you would do for God in your life. So it ain't all about us. It's all about what we're going to do for God. What we're going to allow God to do in us. Come on now. He did not come in the volume of the book for us to sit and twiddle our thumbs and wonder about what's next. The word came to work on you, to work in you, so that you can do the work of God in the kingdom of God. The word came to hide you in the vineyard. Nobody want to work. You know, I, <laughs> I got to say it, I got to say it, I got to say it. Everybody wants a stimulus. <laughs> huh? James, ain't work for it, but we want it. <laughs> huh? I, I'm still asking them, where my check? <laughs> Come on now. 
ain't worked an hour for it. Uh, but Jesus said, come into the vineyard and whatever wife to pay, he will pay. You got to work in the kingdom. Amen. Time out for to do nothing in the kingdom. We are set up for the kingdom for such a time as this. We didn't expect for these things to go on, but you were set up for such a time as this to work in the kingdom of God. Amen. Stop taking salvation as a vacation. Salvation is not a vacation. Salvation is a working duty. Work out your own salvation in fear and trembling. Amen. The New Testament prophecy says, as the name of Jesus, every knee should bow and every tongue should confess that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God the Father. This part of the prophecy is still unfilled. But it's coming. <laughs> it's coming. Every knee is going to bow. And every tongue is going to confess. They're going to confess. Lord, I followed the wrong God, but I see you now. But it's going to be too late. It's going to be too late. This scripture, just like all the other prophecies has been fulfilled, this one shall too. Amen. When you get to the book of Revelation, every knee is going to bow. And every tongue is going to confess. Oh, Lord Jesus, you is Lord. But your confession may be a day late. Come on now. That's why you got to work while it's day. Because when night comes, no man works. Revelation 1 and 7 said, Behold, he cometh with clouds, and every eye shall see him. And they also which pierced him, all kindred of the earth, shall well because everybody is going to see him. Come on now. He said, Even them that pierce me in my side, they got to come back and look at me. Lord, have mercy. They got to go back to the day of the cross and view the God that they killed. And he's going to tell them, you thought I was dead, but I'm alive forevermore. Come on, somebody. Don't let nobody rob Jesus from you. Uh, Revelation 1 and 18 says, Jesus said, I am he that liveth and was dead. And behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And have the key of hell and of death. Lord, have mercy. 
we're not talking about a, a somebody that you got uh, in your mind, the figment of your mind that, that, that don't exist. You better let God get in your heart so that you can really know him. So that God can really make you understand, I am still alive. Come on, somebody. You got to let God get in your heart that God don't mind opening up the revelation of your mind as to who he is and what he desires of you and which way for you to take far as your salvation. Come on, somebody. Folks is going all kind of ways, but they are not going the way of salvation. Folks got all kind of religion, but they're still not letting God get in their heart and get a true revelation as to who Jesus really is. But that day is coming. Amen. And the fact of the matter is, he holds all the keys. <laughs> he said, I got the keys of hell and of death. Good God Almighty. Amen. So if you want to stay out of them places, then guess what? You need to get to knowing. More than we already know about him. We need to know him even more of the coming days that's ahead of us because we don't know what's going to come down the pipe. Now, I'm going to I'm have to move on a little bit faster because uh, let's, get, let's get down to Jesus is a healer. Ah. The Bible speaks often of in the miraculous healing through the works of Jesus Christ and faith in God. Yeah. Our Lord is able to provide comfort and healing for you and your loved ones. Yeah. Sometimes it might not be the, uh, the healing of your physical body, but it can be the healing of your mind. Yeah. Come on, somebody. It can be the healing of your heart. Many hearts are broken. He said he came to amend the brokenhearted. Jesus came to heal whatever part of you need healing in order for you to know that he is God and for you to serve him. Come on, somebody. When you are overwhelmed with health problems and issues, bad news, or relationship struggles, the word of God can be your source of supernatural help. Don't give up. You don't give up on God. God won't give up on you. Come on, somebody. When it seems like life struggles is getting you down, reach beyond the break and hold on. And see won't God pull you through. Amen. God promised great things in store of a future filled with promises and hopes. His collection of scriptures of healing will provide encouragement, strength, and comfort as you focus on God's healing power. Yes. Praying scripture back to God is a wonderful way to focus on his promises, the promises of God, and the healing of God. Amen. Sometimes we can pray and get our healing from God. Psalm instantaneously, psalm as they go on their way. But God still is a healer. Come on, somebody. 
Amen. So the passage of scripture that I would like to uh, touch bases on that is when we look at healer, it is to mend and to repair that which is broken. Restore back to a healthy condition physically, mentally, as well as spiritual. Let's go to Luke chapter 4, verses 18. Luke 4 and 18 said, Jesus found the place in the scripture that read, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because he had anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. You can't, your, your first healing need to come from the gospel. <laughs> your, your first healing must come from the word of God. Yeah, yeah. Amen. Why? Because you got to become a believer. Amen. Yeah. And then he went on to say, he sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captive, and recovering sight. Oh, we were blind. Huh? We were blind. We was in a dark place. We was groping through the dark and couldn't find our way out. And Jesus sent us some light. Come on, somebody. We saw a light, and that light was Christ, and he led us out of our dark place. When he leads you out of your dark place, then it is time for you to try to learn as much about that man that led you out. You need to know his ins and outs. You need to know the way he thinks. And you need to tell him, Lord, help me to think like you think. Amen. So he sent me to heal the brokenhearted. Huh. Then he sent me to preach deliverance. Now you see how important it is for you to hear the word of God. Your deliverance comes through the word of God. Amen. Your deliverance comes through you giving your mind over to God and see the move of God in your life that you may be delivered and cause you to believe and cause you to have faith. Come on, somebody. Because without faith, it is impossible to please him. So you got to develop you some faith. And faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Come on now. Amen. Preach deliverance to the captive. Well, when we when, when, when we in prison, huh? we were shut up deep in prison. Come on, somebody. And if God had not brought us out, I'm afraid that a, 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 a bunch of us might not even be here today. Amen. If God hadn't saw fit to bring us out of where we was, some of us would have been sleeping in our grave. Amen. With no hope, no future. Come on, somebody. So you has a lot to thank Jesus for. You has a lot to continue to look toward Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of your faith. 
If you ain't got Jesus, I'm, 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 you ain't got no faith. Come on, somebody. And if you allow folks to steal this Jesus from you, they stole your faith as well. And you have no hope. Come on, somebody. You might not see it now, but there'll come a day. Amen. Uh, set the captive free and recover sight to the blind. We, this recovering sight to the blind could be physically and spiritually. Mostly spiritually because you know what? The whole world was blind. The whole world was blind and they saw things the way they wanted to see things. They believed what they wanted to believe. Didn't make no difference whether they were right or wrong. That's just what they were settled on. Come on, somebody. We had all kind of idiotic ways that we believed in before we knew Christ. Amen. And none of them consisted of salvation. So all of our believing was in vain. Amen. He came to set at liberty them that are through. If God deliberated you, you better keep your liberty. Your liberty is in Jesus Christ. Amen. If you, if you think that your liberty is not in Jesus Christ, go back to where you came from and see how bound up you be. Come on, somebody. See the, see the shackles that get put back on you. Amen. And the devil going to put double changes on you because he don't want you to break out this time. Amen. The things that you used to do, you'll do them twice more. Amen. So keep your liberty in Christ Jesus. And he said, I came to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. We still can't get around to preach word, Pastor. He said, I came to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. If the word of God get too hard for you to swallow, get you some water. Get help it go down. Because you need it. <clears throat> it's going to cure whatever ails you. It is the medicine that comes from heaven. Come on, somebody. Jesus said, I am the bread of life that came down from heaven. Come on, somebody. So eat the bread. Amen. We find that in John 4 and 23, Jesus said, Jesus went about all Galilee teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom. If you notice, first of all, he went to church. Huh? Church was a designated place for the people of God. He went to church and he preached the gospel of the kingdom. And healing all manner of sickness and all manner of disease among the people. So you know what? That tells me if I read this verse, apparently the people was at church. 
and he healed all kind of diseases and sickness that was in the people at church. So guess what? That means Luke 18 came into focus because he came to heal. And he went to the church when they gave him the book to read the scriptures that was before him that the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Come on, somebody. We did. He went to church and he healed a bunch of people that was in church. Sometimes we sit in church with our souls still sick and won't allow Jesus to heal us. Come on, somebody. We sit there and we say, I'm all right. When you know you're all wrong. Amen. His fame went out throughout all Syria. And they brought unto him all sick people that were taken with divers of disease and torment, and those which was possessed with devils, those which were lunatic, and those that had the palsy, and he healed them. All different types of trouble. And he healed them all. Man, that was enough to believe that Jesus was the one. But at that time, it was still stony hearts. It was stony hearts that they didn't believe. And a lot of them didn't get healed because of unbelief. Come on, somebody. So you got to allow Jesus to heal you. Amen. You got to allow Jesus to bring you the word of God in the sanctuary. Amen. So, we find that in this, Jesus is the man that healed the sick souls and able to deliver you from the clutches of hell. He healed the woman with the issues of blood. He delivered the lunatic possessed with demon spirits in the tomb. And he was loaded with them. He, was, he said, what's your name? He said, Legion. My Lord. He was loaded down with them. But guess what? If Jesus, Jesus told, told him, said, come out of it. They said, please. It, it, it's, it's amazing that they begged Jesus. Jesus, please. Don't, 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 don't make us come out unless you give us a place to go. So, so Jesus, them, them, them swines that's over there on the hills, uh, them pigs that's over there in the fields, uh, allow us. And, and the thing about it is they knew who he was, that they know that they had to get his permission to be go anywhere. So, Jesus, will you please allow us? See, the spirit don't want to just go out in the air. They want a place to go. They want a place to go. That's why they try to occupy you, because they need a place to go. They need a body. So, Jesus, will you please just allow us to go into the pigs? So he went in and he said, be gone. And all the legion went into the pigs. And the pigs ran down the hill violently into the swamp and they killed themselves. Mm. Preachers, I heard a preacher say one time when he preached that message, he said, preaching is bad for business. All them poke chops that went down the hill. James, all them reels that we could have put on the smoker down there. 